Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. God has provided a covenant of preservation and longevity for covenant people. And the Holy Spirit has gathered us here today at this special communion service as a covering against the spirit of death, against the attacks of the evil one that might want to try out God's people. God is still God. And God is a covenant-keeping God. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom shall the arm of the Lord be revealed? If you don't believe in longevity or long life, you cannot experience longevity. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom shall the arm of the Lord be revealed? Verse 2. For he shall grow before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. But verse 1 again. Verse 1. He's talking about Jesus, but he says, Who has believed our report, and to whom as the arm of the Lord been revealed. The report you believe is the extent of divine performance. And every time I have the opportunity of speaking about long life, I want to start with the fact that when you don't believe in it, it will not happen for you. Faith is important for the manifestations of the covenant. I'm saying that because there are different kinds of believers, which is fine. Some believers don't accept the fact that uh, you have to live long. I've had even ministers of the gospel say things like, when you finish your assignment at 40, uh, there's no reason for you hanging out here. You might as well go. That is that person's belief. I don't know where that is coming from, and I don't know where his assignment is ending at 40. Okay, because you play in a match, or you play in a, in a game, you can as well become a coach, isn't it? There are many levels to our assignment. And there is nobody that that looks like in our covenant fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So people have all kinds of uh, theological beliefs or beliefs about different things concerning the faith. Um, uh, there's no fight. As long as you agree that Jesus Christ is Lord and uh, you believe in eternity, blah, 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 blah. Okay, only that the area you don't believe in you will not have any experience. Some believers I've met in the Western world don't even believe in signs and wonders. They tell you that signs and wonders ended with the apostles, in Acts of the Apostles, that there's no more signs and wonders. So they don't pray for the sick, that's fine, but they don't experience healing. So all kinds of things happen. But in this ministry, (laughs) in this covenant ministry that God sent me to my own world, a major part of God's provision is covenant of preservation and longevity. 
And that's why the Holy Spirit will have me unfold it at various times. And any time it's coming like that, it means there are certain things coming ahead. So he always come, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is ever ahead of Satan. Just like when Jesus was to be attacked. While they were planning in the, in the palace, the king was saying, oh, get the soldiers to slaughter the children two years old and below. An angel of God had already spoken to Joseph to move the child out. So I know that God is ever ahead of Satan. So we are here in this service, and uh, we are crossing over to August by the grace of God in a couple of hours. Uh, you that you are crossing over, we also cross over to 2023, hail and hearty. You will cross over to 2024, hail and hurt, hey. And like my pastor says at times, why are you even rushing to go there? We're going to spend eternity there now. So why are you rushing there? <laughs> it's just thinking a bit. You're going to spend, you know, maybe thousands. We can't even count the number of years. So why am I rushing there? <laughs> so let me, I will start, I mean, there are two parts, three parts. Covenant provisions. And then, Covenant obligations and then impartation part, and then we close. The uh, covenant provisions, John 17, verse um, 15. Uh, Media, you help me with that. I hope uh, guys are awake. Okay, thank you. Uh, John 17, verse 21. Now, in, in the book of John 17, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the book of John 17, Jesus spent time praying for believers. And it's a powerful chapter because he was not just praying for the Christians at that time. He even now said, those who we believe after he has gone. So it included me, you and I. And one of the things he said, he said, Lord, no, John 17, is that what I said? 15. But that one is powerful. That's unity. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. This is Jesus praying. So because sometimes people say, ah, hey, well, God had took him. Hey, God, you know, no. Jesus said, I'm not saying you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Because the evil one wants to take them out of the world before their time. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, he comes to destroy. So I'm praying that you should keep them. Can we have this in NLT or ERV? This is Jesus praying for you and me. NLT, okay. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them what? It's Jesus. Amplified classic. So Jesus will keep us safe in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, ARV, I do not ask that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep and what? Protect them from the evil one. Amplified classic. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep and protect them from the evil one. So clear. That's a provision because he prayed. And then David, who was a king and a prophet, 
Psalms 91 verse 16, when he was just lavishing about God's protection and God's hand, he said, with long life, it was uh, verse 16, Psalms 91 verse 16, he said, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Can we lift our right hand and say, with long life, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation. Amen. Proverbs 3. So there are many other verses. These are just uh, picked here and there to ignite your understanding of faith in the fact that God wants me protected. God wants me saved. He said, my son, do not forget my law. Now, law in the sense here is the principles of the covenant in our context. But let, go back please. Amen. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Okay? Verse 2 now says, when you follow those principles or the covenant, you walk in the covenant with God, he said, for length of days and long life and peace, he will what? Now, this is where we transit into what we call covenant obligations. Because if you understand how scriptures work, when he says, with long life and peace will add to you, that means there is a way you walk in the covenant that it won't be added to you. The length of days that you can by your own self shorten your days. But you are a smart covenant person. You walk in the covenant. <laughs> you play the covenant game. Then, you know, length of days and, and peace. I, I like that. You know, some people have long life, they don't have peace. Long life and peace, they will add to you. That is God's uh, will. Now, that also means wisdom is important when it comes to working in longevity. Foolishness kills. So let's talk about uh, covenant obligations. You see, I, 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 you know, this is a, this is a very sensitive um, place where when we talk about covenant obligations, we're not talking about you working, you know, in a legalistic way of, you know, doing things without, you know, uh, I'm talking about a walk with God. Working with God means there is a part God plays and there is a part I play. I, I want us to understand as covenant people, like marriage, right? There's a part husband plays that's the part the wife plays to make the marriage work. Fortunately or fortunately, in our covenant with God, God is ever faithful. If anything breaks down, it's on our side. But in marriage, it can break down from any side. And then there'll be chaos. At least we agree that we're in a covenant relationship. So there is a part of the covenantor, and then there's a part for the covenantee. He is the covenantor, right? Is that correct? Covenantor. We are the Amen. Say covenantee. At least you learned grammar today. Amen. <laughs> How do you get saved, Ajoke? Sorry, let me sit down. How do you get saved? By believing in your heart and what? That's your part. It's not that uh, you are under law. He did his part by what? Dying, you can't die on the cross for yourself. That's his own part. But your part is to believe in your heart and what? If you don't do that part, that other one will never be on your life. You will never experience it. God loves me. He loves you. Have you accepted him? And what? Confess. That is your part. So when you are studying God's word 
as a covenant practitioner, always find your path and fall for it. That is what makes a covenant giant. Oh, he died on the cross for me. And you, if you believe it in your heart and confess, then what he paid for will happen for you. Then you jump at it. I believe. And then you confess. And then salvation. Now that same thing we are saying also affects every other part of the covenant. Healing covenant. You have to believe for healing. You have to believe God for healing. You have to believe that God heals. He's the healer. He's ever constant. But if you don't believe in healing, you will be healed. So when you are studying the Bible, you will see the various parts of the covenant. You will now see your part. So it's a covenant work. I mean, look at marriage, husband, you know, love your wife, uh, wives, you know, they, there's a part to play. If those two parts are working in a very robust way, the home will be very sweet. So talking about covenant obligation in, the, in this covenant of longevity, eh? Number one is your speech. Speech. Proverbs 18, 21. I've seen things, though. <laughs> I've seen things. Some you can't say publicly. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And those, not everybody, those who love it. What would they do? It's not if you don't like it. Be speaking that my life has finished. Everything can happen at any time. I'm even prepared to die. In all those statements, out of, out of sincerity. Death and life is not in the power of Satan over your life. You only give Satan the right when you declare to his demons that you can take me. Or you can destroy my life. So why not use angels? With long life, you will satisfy me and show me salvation. Proverbs, I think 14, sorry, um, Numbers 14, 28. So I want you as a covenant part of this church to mind your language. Now that, that language is also fueled by what you have in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. That's why I had to start with covenant provision. So if it is provided for, I might as well say it. I mean, even the salvation we just talked about, you say it. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Say unto them, I'm saying unto you, <laughs> as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, now, this verse came from a matter when God told them, I have given you the land, though. And then they went to spy the land. But God said, I've given you the land. They now went to spy the land. They now saw giants or what we call problems. So, many of them said, ah, we cannot enter. The giants are too much. Which is tantamount to saying, God can't give me the land. It is an insult on God. That was why he said, evil heart of unbelief. Me, I say you can take the land. And then you are saying the giants, that means you are saying the giants are bigger than me. That's why he called it evil heart of unbelief. Now, Joshua and Caleb said, no, we are well able to take the land because God said so. So God said, the ones that said they cannot take it, so be it. The ones that said they can take it, so be it. 
as you have said in my hearing, and, and we have challenges today. But what is your say? <laughs> what is your say? With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Your speech. There is freedom of speech, but it's different from foolishness of speech. Many people confuse freedom of speaking to foolishness. You can be talking foolishly when you're handling matters. There are two different things. That freedom must be laden with wisdom. Weep with those who weep. When something happens, you come with people. Pray for the family for strength. But that doesn't mean you now enlist yourself for the next person to die. In Yoruba, they say, they say, Binti, you know, I was in a ceremony last week. I, I don't like that statement. The Binti lie. What does that mean in English? And the same person will pray for breakthrough in the church. It's very uh, hypocrisy. Binti means Binti. Like life is nothing. May your life not be like that. What is Binti? Let me, my life is not Binti. I'm destined for greatness. Big bone, big bone, big bone, big bone. Big bone, big bone. <laughs> How do you? Ah! This life of Lisa is Binty. Look at this crowd. Is it Binty? No. We are destined for greatness. My life is not Binty. No. If Christ starts, I will see the children's children up to their fourth generation. The burial I went for, I, I, I liked it. He was 91 years old, the person. I grew up with him in my two estate. 91. Ah, pa, for your daily has gone. 91. He was the first person I was talking uh, in the house fellowship, teaching as a young boy, house fellowship, Baptist church. That was the first time I started preaching. And he would sit there with the people. And he said, yeah, I mean, that's a good one. And then after the house fellowship, he said, can I have your uh, outline? I like it. I didn't I was going to preach. But that was the first place. It was Pastor 91. I'm glad to go there. 1976 to 19 to 2096. That's my own. Okay, what does it cost you to write that one down? Why are you angry? It's not better. I wrote it on my wall, though. 1976 to 2096 is not a sin. <laughs> Deuteronomy 1319. <laughs> I had a tape recently said, plan for the next 10 years of your life. If you don't plan, the 10 years will come. So it's not like, okay, if I don't plan, I will not escape it. Plan for the next 20 years. It will come. So the, now, can you not make it come better? It will come. It will come. Whether you like it or not, five years will come. Ten years will come. It says, are we okay? 30, 19. Ah. His natural eyes was not dim. 1319, behold, I've said before you life and death. I'm, I'm the one that is wrong. I call heaven and earth as witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. 
today against you that I have said before you what? Blessing and what? Therefore, that both you and your children will enjoy the fruits of your choice. Covenant obligation, your speech. Number two, honor. Ephesians 2. I want to recommend Apostle Selman's session at the Richard Conference to everyone in this church. I mean, all the sessions were great, but I want to recommend that. He dug, you know, there is the prophetic part and there is the technical part. He's like somebody that receives healing now. If we don't teach him how to retain the miracle, it's a waste of energy. So, Apostle Selman, in the last part of his, uh, second part of his message, dealt with technical details of working in God's favor. It was a master class. And there are things I've taught you before. But I'm happy somebody is saying it that I didn't whisper to. Did I say Ephesians 2? <laughs> Ephesians 6, 2. Have your way, Lord. <laughs> Let's start from verse 1. This is New Testament, okay? So, children, obey your parents in the Lord for what? Except they tell you to do something that's against scriptures. Okay? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with? What is that promise? That it may be, and you may, in heaven. <laughs> Before you join this church, I've been teaching this. Now that you have joined, I'm teaching you. Honor your parents, spiritual parents. And natural parents. I've never said worship. Honor is attitude. One lady was, I mean, I, I read it, not that uh, I met her, I read it. She escaped a plane crash, a high profile plane crash. And they had an interview for her after she was, you know, better. And they asked her, well, this is unusual. What can you say was the reason? And she said categorically, well, I thank God, I bless God. But one thing I've learned over the years and I stuck to was honoring my parents. She said it, I ruled it. I feel like go and cancel it for me. I ruled it. I should be your no sort of ye. Except God is a liar. Honor, honor means that means you can dishonor. I mean, there's plus and there's minus. And so honor thy father and thy mother. That means there is a way you do that is not honorable. And it might have, no, it will have consequences because the honor has its own consequence. Why not choose life? It, that scripture has not said you cannot talk to your dad or your mom or even your pastor about things. He's just saying that you do it with what? It's not that uh, we are trying to stifle people from talking or from expressing them. I've never said so. I won't talk again. They say, you know, if I talk now, they say, I'm disrespecting pastor. It, it means you don't know how to talk. 
And you learn from those who know how to talk. See the way John the Baptist spoke to Herod the king. Said you took your brother's wife, you know. It looked like a very good confrontation. Did the man change? Did John the Baptist survive it? See the way Nathan the prophet spoke to David after he committed adultery and murder. Did David change? Yes. Did he survive? Yes. So what is it? The way you handle things determines the outcome. David prostrated the whole king. That is his king or spiritual father. The man changed. That Nathan was still consulting for David till he died. So I'm not saying in a child that he said we talk now. He said we are disrespecting pastor. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. That's just that there's a difference between freedom of speech and foolishness of speech. And I'm saying this to you because me, I've learned my lesson. What you sow, you will reap. You are young, Gabby. You will be old one day. The things you have laid up, they will do it back to you many fold. Except you are able to realign. I'm not, I'm not, being, I'm not bullying you. I'm telling you because when you are young, you assume you know it all. And you are, I was like that now. I used to react to my mother. How can she be treating me like this? My real mother is coming. How can somebody beat me like this? My mother, where are you? Come. I'm telling you. How can you beat me like that? If you really, really love me, you know, because we see lovers pampering. We see lovers always adapting to you. Then I married Bimbo David. And then she became a mother. And then we, we started having, you know, children. And I saw the sleepless nights. I used to dodge. Ah! Man, your mom must not shake away for you. Don't provoke. No, there's even no shake away. You don't know, so sleep. Can you pay for that? Carry baby. When a child is crying at that less than six months or one year, you don't know what is wrong. The child cannot talk. So you apply this one, it's still crying. You do that one, the cry goes up at 3 a.m. So mother and child begins to cry together. And that happens for how many years? And the women are so powerful. After they go through that one, they say, I want another child. Another child. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. <laughs>